This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. I have a saying, if you're healthy, you get as many wishes as you want every single day. And it's those wishes that coincide with the universe that provide what you want in your life or better, creating the longevity, the happiness, the wokeness, the wealth is all determined upon the number one non-negotiable in your life, which is your health. If you're not healthy, I promise you, you only have one wish. So let's grant as many wishes uh, to ourselves as we can by taking care of ourselves and health and ourselves. I renamed ourselves, ourselves, and uh, taking care of those cells are very important through movement, exercise, meditation, nutrition, hydration, all the great things that we do for ourselves and ourselves. All right. Anyway, I probably have the greatest moderator and MC traveling with me all around the world. We're in San Francisco today. Hopefully you can join us at noon at the Westin St. Francis. We are doing a meetup, I think over 200 meetups in a year, which is incredible. Face-to-face helping people, building a community like Breakfast of Champions of people that want to help each other and people that know people can help each other. Uh, the exponentiality of what we are receiving and giving and witnessing is incredible. It's incredible. Anyway, speaking of incredible, uh, we used to call him Slick Nick, but now I call him the Nick of Time. Nick of Time, are you here? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to ask me a question so quickly. I was taking a sip of tea. Uh, I am doing incredibly as well. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we've been traveling all around. 23 uh, speaking engagements in 30 days. Uh, I feel like a, a, a orator rock star. Anyway, <laughs> let's rock and roll. Let's invite our friends. Welcome, everyone. It's bring your own questions. I'll bring the answers. Go ahead, Nick. Who has the first questions? Uh, here on any of our formats. Absolutely. I Zero to one is always harder than one to a hundred. So if you don't mind, I'm actually getting to the first myself by asking you, uh, like I said, it's been one heck of a month this week. Hey, what is the most valuable lesson that you have learned um, throughout this week? I can't remember. It is a week or a month. Um, it's really interesting because um, forgiveness keeps coming to mind. And the lesson that I took away from this week is that forgiveness is a beautiful weapon. And it's the weapon that we should use most when attacked or attacking. Uh, if we could somehow not only help people find the light, the love, and the lessons and utilize gratitude and challenge them to be grateful, but the more grateful we are, the higher state of mind is forgiveness. And forgiveness is the most beautiful weapon. And so when you have anxiety or fear, when you are angry or upset or frustrated, when you have attacking thoughts, when you have a need to be offended, resentful, or guilty, think about the greatest weapon that you possess, which is forgiveness. If we could somehow have forgiveness be the first weapon, the first reaction, instead of the need to separate, 
to be inferior, superior, to have judgment and conditions based on fear and doubt. If we could base our judgment and our condition on fear, then there would be no dis-ease. There'd be harmony and joy and passion and purpose and profitability for all. Imagine if two people that didn't get along started out with, I forgive you. I pray for your happiness. Let's sit down and find the light, the love, and the lessons in this situation that has caused that friction, that disease. And the other person, oh, no, 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 I forgive you. And I, too, want to heal this disease by utilizing the telepathy in order to facilitate an ease, a joy, a passion, a purpose, and a profitability that we can create by co-creating together in a trajectory of where we think we want to be or better. And every time that we get frustrated and angry and resentful and guilty and offended and inferior and superior to one another, forgiveness is a beautiful weapon. Replace all of those other interferences that you utilize as tools and weapons in order to make yourself feel good in the short term, which only exacerbates the interference and anger in the long run and use forgiveness as a beautiful weapon. Those who can, uh, those that can forgive the unforgivable are the most enlightened and they live a life of passion, purpose, and profitability. Nick and time, let's invite our friends. Thanks for joining me. I got a ton of questions. I'd love to bring up a guest here on the Breakfast of Champions if you have one. Yes, sir. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. As you said, forgiveness is a beautiful weapon. And I'm going to get over to Mike here, who just joined the state on the club hub. So, Mike, happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask me a few questions. Welcome. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Welcome back to Cali. Um, my question is, hey, you've been talking about the concept recently. So how do you bring awareness to your strengths and your weaknesses, and how do you lean into those? three ways to be aware. We can utilize our intuition. We can utilize our intelligence. We can utilize our inspiration. Uh, notice they all are within. Intelligence, inspiration, and intuition. And so we want to practice intuition, intelligence, and inspiration. We want to get better at and the way that we get better at is through the practice of utilizing intuition to create awareness. Intuition is a feeling. Uh, I always say it's a resonant. It resonates with us. And if something resonates with you, then elevate your awareness to it. For me, anything that resonates with me, I capture it. I text it or email it to myself. And then on Sundays, I have a folder that has lessons uh, and I go ahead and, and save all those and review them and then attach stories to them. So I remember, recollect and, and reunite with them. And then I categorize those and there's two categories that they go and I go ahead and email myself again and I put both in two folders that now make them accessible. So intuition is a great way to raise your awareness and practice your awareness of what is important to you by the feeling of it. intelligence. Uh, I am constantly being more interested 
than interesting. I'm looking into uh, and being more interested on how this subject matter or category or topic or lesson is important to me so I can prioritize it today or in a future date. And utilizing my intelligence, uh, I am finding more about it to see how it's what aligned with synergistic supplementary to a trajectory that I want to be in aiming towards something I want, not attaching my emotions to the outcome, because I also know that humans and human nature and human capability are not capable of understanding or knowing outcomes and evaluating those outcomes as they occur. It takes time. It takes time to understand an outcome. It takes time to know how an outcome is going to impact or trajectory or our aim towards what we want or better. And so being able to detach my arrogance of outcomes, detach the arrogance of outcomes, detach my knowing and understanding of an outcome, instead utilizing faith. I'm being protected and promoted, even though I don't know why, how losing everything, how losing my spouse, how losing my job, how losing deal, how a flat tire somehow is protecting and promoting me, but it is because I don't have the capability of knowing or understanding outcomes. And so I want to raise my awareness through intelligence as things resonate with me, being interested in interesting, doing research, finding the light, the love, and the lessons through intelligence, and then raising awareness even further beyond the feeling I now can utilize thought, logic, thought to give meaning to that resonant, that activity, that outcome. And then finally, to raise our awareness, we have to utilize inspiration. And inspiration is your ability to identify that which is interfering with your potential. Inspiration is your ability of finding out and identifying dis-ease and then solving the painting and hopefully disappearing the dis-ease so that we can take advantage and maximize the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that unifies us through a system of thought, an abundant, infinite system of thought. And as we raise our awareness, we now has cheat codes because it tells us secrets that allow us to level up in our lives. So as we learn to love the activities in which we're participating in, as we learn to love perception that we're participating in, we are capable now of finding the light, the love, and the lessons, elevating our awareness and allowing it to tell us all its secrets. And it's those secrets, those chicos that make life easy not dis-easy. Too many people are focusing in on making their life dis-easy and then making themselves a hero by overcoming the dis-easy instead of taking a humble, a radically humble approach of making their life easy by identifying that which makes them dis-easy. So utilize your intuition, how you feel, your intelligence of how you think, and Utilize your inspiration to understand your beliefs 
and notating the more you live in an abundant world, an infinite world of everything for everyone, that more of your beliefs you're aware of or raise your awareness of its limitations. If you truly lived your life in abundance in an infinite world, then all of your thoughts and beliefs would be limiting. Now, instead of trying to unlimit your beliefs, you can go ahead and see which one of your beliefs are serving you best today in the aiming or trajectory towards where you think you want to be or better. If you want life to be easy, if you want the dis-easy to dissipate, disappear, or dissolve, then simply use your intuition, your intellect, and inspiration in order to facilitate living an easy life. It's so easy, it's breezy. Thank you so much, Mike, for stepping up the throw to one. Our first guest here on the Breakfast of Champions. We are in the first quarter. Moving into the second quarter, we have in the nick of time. Go ahead, reset the room. We're here in San Francisco. We'll be here at noon doing a meetup. Over 200 meetups here. We have over 24 years of free Friday trainings. It's incredible what we're doing to build a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. Think of time. Go ahead and reset the room. Um, as a reminder to everybody in the audience, as you have your questions for David, please use the hand icon for request to join the stage, or you can put something in the chat. And of course, we will aim to bring you up. Um, and of course, as well, let's continue to share this room with all of our friends, family, colleagues, anybody that we know would benefit from this incredible conversation. Um, and of course, as David mentioned at the beginning of the hour, um, you know, we're with 30 speeches in 22 days or the other way around, I can't even keep track. Uh, but you want to with David and some of the upcoming cities that he'll be traveling to, such as Las Vegas next week, um, the following week in London and Portugal in Malta, or of course, Las Vegas once again in December, um, all you have to do is email him directly, david at dmelter.com. And David, I say, let's take another question here on Clubhouse, and then you can go ahead and take one from our lab. Does that sound fair? Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Perfect. Awesome. So I will pass the mic over to Colleen, who has been patiently waiting up here on stage. So Colleen, happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask your question. Welcome. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much. So my question is actually twofold, Dave. Um, with all the travel you've been doing, you've been sharing the state with some group. Um, I'm wondering if there's a speaker that you could re recommend or someone that's resonated with you. The second question is, if they resonated with you, was it because they challenged something that you've taught, or is it because they really reassure lessons that you've um, been teaching? I love it. Um, yes, I've been blessed in, you know, just uh, in the last few weeks from Tom Brady to Tom Bilyeu to uh, Chicharito uh, to Rene Rodriguez to just amazing people. But I will tell you, it's not someone that's challenged me because I would say, uh, you know, Tom Billy is probably the most challenging uh, as we're close friends and our perspectives, 80% of what we talk about, we agree upon. But, you know, the 20% uh, that we don't, it's so enjoyable for me. Like I believe in multiple lifetimes. He believes in one. Uh, that's, you know, one of the challenges. But uh all of these speakers are incredible. Some sell tickets better than others and others impact others than others. But the one guy that uh, 
truly stood out was a man named Chad Chagrin. And uh, Chad and, and Nick, is that how I pronounce his last name? Because I'm the name butcher. Sin. Okay, I don't want to, I want to give him the respect that he deserves. San Chagrin, Chagrin, right? So uh, Chad has an inner circle mastermind group. He uh, is a leader in his community in Orlando. Uh, he's good friends with Gary Vee as well. Um, but Chad uh, touched me the most. We're talking about intuition, intelligence, and inspiration. Um, the speaker that made me feel the deepest, that touched me the deepest, was Chad. Uh, and what he did uh, was that uh, he stood up on stage and he told his story. We were at the Hyatt, and he told the story how he used to work for the Hyatt, and he used to wash dishes and be the support staff at the Hyatt. And we were on a stage, and he said, look, behind me is a wall, and there's a whole bunch of people behind that wall. And um, he said, I used to stand behind that wall and I would tell my boss that someday I want to be on the other side of the wall. I want to be on that stage. I want to be empowering others to empower others to be happy, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of, I want to be on the other side of the wall. And the boss of his said, well, that's never going to happen. And for 20 years, he let that limit him. That limiting belief did not serve him. And there he was on the other side of the wall, on the stage, empowering others, to empower others, to be happy, to make money, help people, and have fun. He was now on the other side of the wall, and he actually had asked for the entire staff to come out from behind the wall so that we all, 500 people, could thank him. To thank them, I'm sorry. I was thanking him for elevating my awareness to all the people that we don't see that create these invisible assumptions that they too enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential, that they too are listening from the other side of the wall to the speakers that have walked into that light to share it with others, but not only share it with others, but to liberate the others, share it with others. And Chad, touch me the most and it reminded me that though we had some incredible speakers over these last 23 speeches in those 30 days of October that it was the ones that made me feel their speech that most resonated with me that most moved me that made the greatest impact on me and although out of all those names and there's many many more from the Silicon Slopes, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, Gary Vee, Jim Quick, just to name a few. It was someone that most of us haven't even heard of in the, these groups, Chad, and repeat his last name, uh, Nick. San Chagrin. San Chagrin. Chad San Chagrin, who moved me most, that stood out the most. Because I remember what Tony, Dean, Gary, Bradley, Tom Bilyeu, Tom Brady, Teacher Reed, I don't remember what they said. But I'll always remember that I'm not only speaking out in front of me in that stage, but behind all. 
that there's somebody with limiting beliefs behind that wall that hasn't stepped out into that light to liberate others to step out into their light and to reduce the 20 years by somehow touching the people behind the wall, not in front of the stage, change me forever. Great question. I appreciate it. Nick of time, where should I go? There's tons of questions everywhere. Oh, go ahead. I am 85. <laughs> well, good. You got a long way. You got a long way to go before you learn something. Jersey girl. I have learned a lot. And I, I am determined to be interviewed on this platform one day because I go forward. I have had so many things. I've written a book. I'm waiting for an Uber right now. And um, I, I have set up a bunch of Uber drivers. I've lifted up a bunch of people. I have lived. I have learned. I am growing. And there's no to anything that I can do or want to do. And uh, I just think that people have to learn to live a life. It's your life. Don't it, tweet somebody else's front porch. Sweep your own. You're <laughs> alive. You're alive. You're alive. It's a gift. And just do everything you can. Put your oxygen on first, save yourself, and then save the world. That's why I have to say it. I have to get new. I love it. We will have you on and make your dream come true with that interview. So reach out to my team. Ah, very well. So email me, David at dmeltzer.com. We're going to have you on our Friday office hours interview. Uh, my team. What, what is your name so I know? No. Jenny Perkowski. Jenny Perskoski. No, Jenny or Perskoski. I own it. Mr. Hyman. He knows me very well. I make him laugh and I make him praise. I love it. That's what I'm getting in an Uber, so I can't go thinking right now. Okay, please do. David at dmeltzer.com. Our Jersey girl. We're going to interview her. I think she has a lot of nuggets, some great life lessons for all of us. You don't have to pay the dummy tax. Find someone who's sitting in the situation you want to be and feeling the energy of Jenny, Jenny on the block, getting in her Uber. Virginia, thank you so, so much. Uh, we got a lot of lessons to learn from the dummy tax that you've paid, the journey that you've walked and enjoyed. Thank you so much. Our Nick of Time, we got Virginia in the Nick of Time. Now, who else are we going to get a question from? Yes, go ahead and take a question from online and then we will come back to Yana live on Clubhouse. Ah, perfect. All right, question. What is your advice for someone who wants to start a speaking career? Uh, well, first, we've already gone over the most essential part of starting a speaking career, uh, and that is finding someone who sits in the situation that you want to be in and ask them for help. Find yourself a speaker that is in a position that you want to be in. Find a speaker that resonates with you, that has the community size that you want to have, that steps on the stages that you want to step in and ask them for help. That's the number one thing that you want to do. Ask them for help. And then two, you want to understand what your essence is because we want to be able to capture your essence on stage and go ahead and through people and know what they're listening for by what? Learning how to tell stories 
that teach the lessons that are most aligned with who you are and who you want to help. And as we codify, as I said before, I have my own mechanism of capturing the lessons that resonate with attaching stories to them, categorizing them, searching them, working through them in simple outlook so that they become searchable. Somebody asked me to talk about mindset or heart set or sales or leadership or scaling a business or raising money, whatever topics that have learned lessons that through my 55 year I'm a baby compared to Virginia. She's 85. She, those are the lessons that we want others to learn to resonate with their intuition, intelligence, and inspiration. We want them to go ahead, share those stories as well, and be able to remember, remind, and recollect the unified, abundant, thought in which we all are participating in and hopefully utilizing the beautiful weapon of forgiveness in order to facilitate getting rid of the diseasy and putting us into the easy. Uh, awesome question. I appreciate it. Anyone that needs help with their speaking career, I know people. I know people that can help you. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Go ahead, Nick, and uh, reset the room. We're almost at halftime. We're at the two-minute warning to halftime. Go ahead, reset the room. We're here in San Francisco at the St. Francis Hotel with the Westin on Owl down at Union Square. We'll be doing a meetup today at noon Pacific time. Come and join us in person. We can uh, have a lot of fun. More IOQ, some more Q&A, sign some books, take some pictures, introduce you to some incredible people. We're here with uh, Ryan Serhant. If you're not familiar with him from Million Dollar Listing or Sex in the City, he's uh, the human Ken doll. He's an amazing human being and uh, blessed to have him as a friend and partner. So come and see Ryan and I here at the Westin, St. Francis in Union Square. All right, Nick, of time. It's the two-minute warning for halftime. What do you got? Because even for myself, I am learning so many beautiful lessons on a weekly basis. So, uh, I'm going to have to do with going up and pouring into this community. Everybody in the community as well for their incredible engagement. And of course, this is the Power Hour with David Meltzer and the best room in Clubhouse, the Breakfast with Champions. As David said, today's topic is BYOQ. You bring the questions, he brings the answers. And we have an abundance of requests for questions. But of course, if you have a question and have a request to join the stage already, please use the hand icon in the lower right hand corner of your screen. Or of course, put something in the chat and we will aim to bring you up. And whether it's the details for today's um, meetup and exciting Q&A session or joining David in some of the upcoming cities he'll be traveling to, or even if it's his guides, exercises, or his book, which he'll be more than happy to sign a copy, send a copy, and even paper shipping. All you have to do is email him directly, david at dmelter.com. That's it. We will keep it live here on Clubhouse. We have the wonderful Kiana, who has been patiently waiting. So happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask your question. Welcome. Um, looks like she may be still having trouble. So I will kick it over to AJ. AJ Anderson, who has been patiently waiting as well. AJ, happy Friday. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask your question. Thanks so much. Hey, how's it going, Breakfast Champions? Good morning. Happening here from Texas. Mr. David, I have a question. I, I do a Paradigm Awakening Mastermind every single Tuesday, and I thought we'd be before on this platform. We, we 
you were talking about how religion are 90% the same. And you gave a beautiful uh, statement on how you had a good job. Can I get give you a mix on the Paradigm Awakening Mastermind? Uh, one thing in the future, I'm trying Oh, I love it. Yes, I will absolutely come on there and maybe Nick can join me as well. Uh, we would love it uh, to talk about what I call a best option face. You know, I travel around the world and I challenge people to give me a better option, a better option. But the problem is everybody's believing the same thing, the same option, because it's the best option that there's something bigger than us, an omniscient, all powerful, all knowing source that loves us, protects us and promotes us more than our mom. And that's the best option I can think of when outcomes in my life occur that are not aligned with what I think I want, but yet they're better. I must have been capable of being aware of or knowing of or seeing how exactly all these things are for my protection and promotion. The same way when somebody slaps your hand from touching something that's going to burn them and screams at you. The outcome of being hit and yelled at, if we don't understand that we're being burned, is going to seem like punishment. And so I challenge everyone and I encourage everyone to join AJ and I on a Thursday when Nick and I can join him to talk about best option faith. And once again, challenging everyone to come up with a better option. I have people all the time, but do you believe in God? I said, well, is God bigger than me? Does God love me more than my mom? Does God protect and promote me at all times? Of course. Oh, yeah, then I believe in God. David, do you believe in Jesus? Well, is Jesus bigger than me? Is it protecting and promoting me? Is it loving me more than my mom? Oh, yeah, then I do. Do you believe in Buddha? Same thing. You can come up to me and say, Dave, do you believe in this pencil? And I could ask you, do you believe the pencil is bigger than you? Omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. Does it protect you and promote you and love you more than your mom? And if the answer is yes, then yeah, why not? I believe in, if you want to label that option a pencil, then I'm okay with it. Labels are for what? And poo, not for your source. So you don't have to fight with people about the label that you've given your shampoo. Just if the shampoo cleans your hair, makes it look healthy and soft and silky, then it's shampoo, whatever you name the shampoo. It's the best option to cleaning your hair. That's what it is. This is the best option of living your life with an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that protects and promotes you more than your mom. So great. Creating dis-ease over something that's here for our ease is absolutely ludicrous and counterproductive and counterintuitive. That's why forgiveness is a beautiful weapon. Let's forgive everyone for the 10% and let's join them in the 90%. AJ, look forward to being on there. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com.